Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. Uh, we've been in this series called The Promise, and we're closing it down today. Uh, we get the text for the whole series in Acts chapter 1. In verse 4, it says, on one occasion while he was eating with them, they're talking about Jesus, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Wait for the gift that my father has promised. And so that's why this series is called The Promise. The Holy Spirit is a promise and a gift to us all. And Jesus, as he was ascending, he went and told the disciples, I want you to go and wait because you're gonna receive this gift. And we talked the first week about who the Holy Spirit is. He's not an it or a being, but he's a, a, he's a person of the Godhead and he's a person with a personality. And then the week after that, we talked about that he's promised to help us and he's here to help us and walk with us. And then last week we talked about he's promised to fill us and empower us to live uh, the life that he's called us to live. And uh, today I wanna talk to you about the promise of the benefits of who he is, the, his benefits that he's promised to us. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that. But as we talk about this today, maybe this is your first time or maybe you're just joining us for this series. Really what I've been saying the whole time is this. This series has been an invitation to all of us to walk in a deeper relationship with God, to walk in a deeper relationship with God. Oftentimes, we talk a lot about the Father and the love of the Father. We talk about the Son and the sacrifice of the Son, and we can shy away or we can just kind of push, put the Holy Spirit on the side, and we think the Father and Son are the most important, but the Holy Spirit is just as important as Father and Son. And so we know this is an opportunity, an invitation for all of us to walk in a deeper relationship with God. And when I say deeper, I don't mean louder. I don't mean wilder. I mean closer, for us to walk with the Holy Spirit. The God's original intent for all of us is to walk with us. From the beginning of time, we see it. We see it, the father with Adam and Eve, he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve. Before sin ever hit, he would come down in the afternoons and he would walk with Adam and Eve. Then Jesus came and he walked this earth with his disciples and those around him. And then they sent the Holy Spirit here and he's here now wanting to walk with you and I daily. Amen. And so this series has been great for me, challenging me, refreshing me, encouraging me. I hope it's done the same for you, but I'm excited to talk about the benefits of the Holy Spirit, that he's here to help us, yes, but also he has some benefits. And everybody loves benefits. You know what I'm saying? You get into your job and you're, you're, you're looking through your interview or you're going through your interview or you're looking at the, all the things. The first thing you want to know, yeah, you want to know what the hours are, you wanna know, but you want to know, does this job come with benefits? How many vacation days am I getting? Am I getting sick leave? Am I going to be getting uh, health insurance? Am I getting retirement? What are the benefits? And the cool thing about the Holy Spirit is he also has benefits for you and I. And again, it's not paid vacation, okay? That's not the kind of benefits we're talking about. We're talking about two different types of benefits. I want to show you that today, starting in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy, it's peace, it's long-suffering, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's, it's self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So one of the benefits of the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, right here we see it. It's love, it's joy, 
it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's gentleness, it's all these incredible things, it's self-control. All these incredible things come with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, and many of you know this, but the Bible says when we accept Christ, when we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, the Bible says the Holy Spirit now dwells in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And a fruit of that are these things. Oftentimes, we think the fruit of the Spirit are gifts of the Spirit. That is not true. The fruit of the Spirit are fruits of the Spirit, meaning this. You don't ask for patience. You have patience. You don't ask for joy, you have joy. Now you can ask God, God, I need some joy in this season. Yes, but joy is in us. And here's the thing about fruit. Fruit comes from a seed. Here's the thing about a seed. A seed never grows if it's not watered and cultivated. Oftentimes we are people like, oh God, you gotta give me some patience today. Y'all know what I'm saying? The kids are acting up a little bit. You know, one of your friends causing some drama. One of your people's acting all crazy. And you're like, oh Lord, I need some patience today. Lord, help me. But here's the thing, that's not what the fruit of the Spirit is. The fruit of the Spirit is from us being cultivated. We walk in a lifestyle of patience. And so oftentimes we think the fruits are gifts. The fruits are not gifts. The fruits are choices that we make. Based on the life and the decisions we are making, we're choosing self-control or we're choosing not. A lot of times people say they get into moments of temptation and they're, they're shouting out, Lord, give me control, give me control, give me control. No, God was trying and the Holy Spirit was trying to walk with you. It doesn't mean he won't in that moment, but the Holy Spirit was trying to walk with you daily to, to strengthen your self-control, to never get you to that place of where you're at the moment where you feel like you don't have any self-control. He's trying to get you to the point of where before you blow up, long before you're blowing up and you're yelling and you're turning into rage, he's trying to give you self-control as you walk with the Holy Spirit daily to allow you to live out the fruits of the Spirit. I love this. It says, if we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. Let's walk with him. Again, I've said it every time. It's this daily walk with the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is evidence of us walking with him. And as we walk with him, as we remain in him, then now we begin to see the fruits of the spirit come out in our life, all based on relationship with him. Does that make sense? It's so important that we understand this. I wanna show you some scriptures. In Matthew chapter seven, and verse 17, it says, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, check it out, you can also identify people by their actions. The fruit of our lives show us and show the world the seed that's in our heart. The light and the spirit that's in our heart or the darkness and the evil that is in our heart. That's why the Bible says the flesh and the spirit are always at, always at, at war. The spirit wants to do one thing in us and the flesh wants to do another. And we talk about flesh, we're talking about human nature, carnality. We're fighting back and forth. And so we are to be people as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we allow him to uh, let the fruit of the spirit come out in our lives. And we see that by our, by our actions. In John chapter 15 and verse six, very famous scripture. Many of you know it. Jesus says this, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, check this out, apart from me, you can do nothing. I am the vine and you are the branches. This is Jesus talking. He says, and if you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit. You know, growing up, I always thought bear much fruit meant successful. I'm gonna have a lot of money. Nothing wrong with having a lot of money. 
I'm, I'm going I'm to be known well. I'm, I'm going to have a good reputation, whatever. I'm going to be successful in my life if I remain in Christ. But ne- not necessarily what Christ is talking about. Here's what, now I do believe God blesses us, but here's what's interesting. He says, if you remain in me, how do we remain in Christ? If Christ is in heaven, how is, as we as humans, how are we to remain in him? How do we do that? By walking with the Holy Spirit. The purpose of the Holy Spirit, we said it in week two, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us know Christ and live like Christ. How do we remain in Christ? Through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's God on earth. He continues to walk with us and allows us to remain in God. Does that make sense? It's so important we understand this because if we remain in him, and here's what's interesting. If we remain in him, then we will bear much fruit. The fruit of the Spirit will come out of us. And I love it doesn't say you'll bear, you'll bear some fruit. You'll, you'll bear patience, but you won't bear love. You'll bear, you'll bear love, but you won't bear peace. No, as I walk through my life, no matter what storm, struggle, issue, circumstance I face, if we remain in relationship with God, as we remain in him, walking with the Holy Spirit on this planet, here's what happens. I will bear much fruit out of my life. And here's what's interesting. The fruit that I bear is not necessarily for me. I love, I'm glad you want, you want to read it. John chapter 15 and verse 8, it says, this is my Father's glory. Check this out. This is two verses later. This is, for, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit. Same thing, you bear much fruit, not bear some fruit, that you would bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The fruit of the Spirit. As we walk with the Holy Spirit, the benefits of the Holy Spirit, we receive love, yes. We receive and we have joy and we have peace and we have, we have as we cultivate these things in our lives, we have self-control and we have these things, but these things aren't just for us. In fact, the Bible says right here, I love it. Jesus says it, it'll show the world, you're my disciples. You, by the fruit of our lives, we will be a witness to those around us. You ever talk to somebody and they're trying to witness to you about something and you know they ain't living right and you ain't got no time for them? You're like, bro, you were just yelling at the boss louder than I was. Why are you trying to tell me to have some peace and patience? Why? Because the fruit of the spirit gives us an opportunity to shine for Jesus. It gives us an opportunity to shine the love of God and to show those the goodness of him. And by the way that we shine, by the way that we live, we'll show others in our lives that we are truly his disciples. The fruit of the Spirit reveals God's character. The fruit of the Spirit allows us to put God's character on display. It allows us to show others his his goodness, that he's, he's loving, that he's kind, that he's patient, Come on, somebody, he's been patient with me. I don't know if he's been patient with you, but he's been patient with me. That he's, that he's got self-control, he's got all, all the things that we see in the fruit of the Spirit as we, as we live them out, as we walk with the Holy Spirit and we receive the benefits, as we cultivate these fruit in our lives, then what happens is now we put them on display for others and they will see the character of God in our lives. We're choosing to shine for his goodness. The Holy Spirit's gift is an opportunity for us. I wrote this down. So, so some may say that, that the gifts are activated, but it's not a gift that's activated. It's a fruit that's cultivated. And it's important to know that because if we just wait for the moment where we need peace, we're not gonna have peace. If we wait for the moment where we need self-control, 
we're probably not gonna have self-control. What do we do? We walk with him and we allow him to cultivate those things in us. And from that, we see the fruit bearing in our lives. Does that make sense? Fruit of the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse four, it says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts. I wanna to talk to you about the fruit of the spirit, the benefits of the spirit, they're fruit of the spirit, but then also the gifts of the spirit. Two totally different things and we'll talk about that today. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. The same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so you, we can help each other. To one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing them or to each one of us individually as he wills. Okay, so these are the spiritual gifts here. There are nine different spiritual gifts. You might be like, what in the world is that? I'm glad you asked. We'll talk a little bit about it. We oftentimes will talk about the fruit of the Spirit, but we sometimes don't understand the concept of the gifts of the Spirit, and both of them are benefits of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is us by our relationship with him. It's a, we cultivate those fruits. The gifts of the Spirit are actually the Holy Spirit's, and he gives them to us. Okay, does that make different difference, the distinction of that? Now, here's the thing a lot of times. I'm going to talk to you a lot about things I hear that are sometimes that maybe we think differently about or we may not have exactly what's going on, know exactly what's going on. The gifts of the Spirit are not you are gifted with a gift and it's yours forever. Okay, so if you have a gift of healing, we'll talk about all, you're like, what are these different gifts? I'm glad you asked. We'll talk about those in a minute, but I want to just set it up first. The scripture says right here in verse four, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. And then it says, if we read on in verse uh, seven, it says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help others. Okay, so let me explain this. The spiritual gifts are meant and are, the purpose of spiritual gifts are not to make us more spiritual. The purpose of spiritual gifts are not to make us look closer to God or to feel closer to God or to be closer to God. You are no closer to God by using a spiritual gift or not. That's not the purpose of them. The purpose of the gifts of the spirit are to help each other, to build each other up, okay? So that being said, when the scripture says that he's the, the, the same source, the gifts come from the same source, this is what we have to understand. The Holy Spirit is the one that owns the gifts, now, you, and so that means that all the gifts you have access to. Why? Because you have access to the Holy Spirit. You're like, oh, well, I don't have the gift of prophecy or, oh, I don't have the gift of healing. Okay, you may say that and we'll talk about that in a minute to show you that, that it may be not necessarily the right thought process to have. Now, you may say, well, I've seen people and they walk in the gift of healing. They can pray for somebody and they're healed. That's great. Just because they are active in that gift does not mean that gift is theirs. Okay, the gift is the Holy Spirit. He owns them and here's what he does. He gives them to us in moments in need to help those around us. So if you have the gift, let me explain. If you have the gift of healing, but you don't have the gift of, uh, of faith, then that means somebody that may be walking through a storm in their life, you can't help them because you just have a gift of healing. That doesn't make sense. The gifts are not for you. The gifts are someone else. So the Holy Spirit, he knows, and he's walking with us. And so the Holy Spirit knows what that person may need. They may need a, an empowerment of faith. So the Holy Spirit will give you the gift of faith to help that person in their time of need. Does that make sense? 
Everybody understand? Okay, I'm just gonna, we're gonna go to Bible college just for five minutes, okay? Y'all just stay with me. And so the purpose of the gifts is to help others. They are not for us. The gifts of the Spirit are not for you. They're not for me. They're for others, meaning, when we say not for you, that means if you have that gift, it's more for me than it is for you. If I have that gift, it's more for me, for you than it is for me. Does that make sense? Right with me? Okay, so the purpose of the gifts are to help each other. Then we understand that these gifts are given to us through, through situations and times when we understand someone may be walking through something, and so the, God, the Holy Spirit gives us that gift to empower, to encourage, to edify that person that we're walking with. Does that make sense? Okay, everybody all right? Everybody good? Okay, so that's the purpose to, of the gifts. The purpose is not the benefit of ourselves or the glory of ourselves or the feelings for ourselves or making us feel good about ourselves because we have some spiritual gifts. That is not the purpose. The purpose is to help others around us. It's, it allows us to help those in their times of need. And the gifts of the Spirit, hear me, the gifts of the Spirit are meant to edify, to encourage, and to bring freedom. The gifts of the Spirit, are meant to edify, to encourage, and to bring freedom. Not to confuse. Okay? And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But we can sometimes get to a place where uh, we think the gifts of the Spirit are this eerie thing. And so then we, we, someone gives us a word and we don't understand. And we're going to talk all about that in a minute. But the purpose of the gifts are to help each other. Okay? Now, from helping each other, they're always meant to edify, not judge. They're always meant to encourage, not look down on. They're always meant to bring freedom, not gossip. They're meant to help one another, build one another up. Our prayer language, what we talked about last week, is meant to build ourselves up. The gifts of the Spirit are meant to build others up. Does that make sense? Okay, the fruit of the Spirit is putting God's character on display. The gifts of the Spirit is putting God's power on display, okay? Now, let me go over some of the gifts for you today. Uh, there are three different, we kind of categorize them in three different groups. Uh, one group is called the discerning gifts. The discerning gifts. The discerning gifts are come up with three different gifts, and I'll talk to you about them. One of them, the Bible says, is the word of wisdom. I mean, word of knowledge, excuse me, not word of wisdom yet. Word of knowledge. What is the word of knowledge? I wrote this down. It's to know something specific about no, uh, without knowing it by natural means. It's to know something specific without someone telling you pretty much or without natural means of knowing that situation. Let me explain. Jesus, he's, he's talking to the Samaritan woman. Many of you know the story. He's ministering to this woman, and he says, go and get your husband. And she says, well, I'm not married. And he says, with no one telling him, he says, that's right. You're not married. In fact, you've had five husbands, and the person you're not with right now is not your husband. Y'all remember the story? Y'all know the story? That's a, word of, that's a word of knowledge. It's an opportunity where the Holy Spirit will show something to you in your life to help build someone up or encourage someone in something that they're going through or walking through in their lives. And the purpose of it, again, is not to be judgmental. The purpose of it is not to say, I can't believe this is where you are and what you're doing. If we see this, the life of Jesus, we see what he did. He didn't judge this woman. In fact, he loved her where he was. He was just showing her that he was God. He was showing her that he knew where she was. He was using this word of knowledge, this gift of the spirit, the word of knowledge to reveal to her that God had power in her life. Does that make sense? Okay. Word of, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. A word of wisdom is a divine answer or solution for a particular event. A word of wisdom is divine wisdom. Okay. For, for a certain situation. Okay. Perfect example with Jesus and the scripture. He 
He's, the Bible says that the people are come and they're trying to find something to come against him and they're trying to attack him and they're trying to confuse him and they're trying to trick him, the Bible even says. And they say, hey, you're a man of integrity. Uh, they say, hey, well, should you pay your taxes? And he says, give me a coin. Many of you know the story. He says, give me a coin. He picks up the coin. He says, whose face is on the coin? They said, Caesar's. And he said, exactly. He said, give to Caesar what is owed to Caesar and give to God what is God's. And the Bible says that they were amazed by his response. This is a word of wisdom. It's this, this moment of wisdom that no one comes and tells you what to say or no one comes and tells you what to do. The Holy Spirit just allows you, teaches you wisdom so that you can make and have clarity in a situation or decision in your life. Does that make sense? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Thirdly, discerning of spirits. Now I wanna talk about this one because this one can get a little confusing for people and I just wanna, I may step on some toes, but we're just gonna talk about it. Discerning of spirits. The purpose of discerning of spirits is this, to be, to be made aware of the presence of, of evil or demonic spirits. It doesn't say discernment. It says discerning of spirits. I hear oftentimes, and y'all know we've all said it, this concept of, oh, I have the gift of discernment. That's not what this is. In fact, you can read throughout all the scripture and you will never see something that says the gift of discernment. They get that thought process from this and this says discerning of spirits, not the gift of discernment. Most of the time, if we're being honest with one another, when people say the gift of discernment, it just means we're judgmental. (laughs) Too far, too much, I'm sorry, it's the truth. Oh, well, I saw so-and-so, like, they were talking to so-and-so behind closed door, and, like, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Like, the gift of discernment, I I think I have discernment, and so I think I need to tell you about it. No. No, you don't. You need to go talk to that person and ask, because who knows what was going on. Just because you can have a little bit of judgment on you, want to see them being all busybody in everybody's business, doesn't mean you have the gift of discernment. Is this okay? I'm sorry, it's the truth. (laughs) The discerning gifts is this, the gift of discerning spirits, meaning this. It means that there's angels and there's demons. I'm not trying to be weird, but this is the truth. There are angels and there are demons. The Bible says that when, when Lucifer fell, he's Satan. He Lucifer fell from heaven. The Bible says that he took a third of the angels with him. They are now what we would call demons. And what they are doing is they are active. What is the purpose of demons? They are active trying to walk out and live out the purpose of their commander who is Lucifer, okay? And so discerning of the spirits is where you can look at something or see something and you could say, that's evil, that's not evil. That's not of God, that's evil. That is that, that's, that's of God, that is not of God. That's discerning of spirits. Discernment is nothing to do with the gift of any spirit or spiritual gift in our lives. Oftentimes we may have where we feel some discernment or the Holy Spirit may speak to us or you may feel uncomfortable with something, that's great. Here's where you should be and where you should go if that is the case. You should go straight to your prayer closet and pray for that person. Not go talk to so-and-so and and say, man, I gotta tell you what the Lord was like. Something felt uneasy about me when I was talking with so-and-so. And And like, man, my gift of discernment, like I just felt like, you know, something's not right. Yeah, in your heart. Is this okay? If it's not, I'm sorry. And again, so you don't have, hear me, I don't, you don't. We don't have gifts of discernment. 
I would say, what is that? What is that when you feel something and you're like, I don't know. That honestly is through as we walk with the Holy Spirit, the Holy, Holy Spirit may reveal something or speak to us about something. And again, all the gifts of the Spirit, I'm gonna say this again in a minute, but all the gifts of the Spirit are meant to do this. They're meant to help us build one another up. Not to build ourselves up in pride to think we're more spiritual than someone else. And so here's what I always say. If you've not prayed for that person, God's not giving you a word for that person. Okay, is that all right? Let's keep going. I'm glad you're with me. Okay, okay. so that's the discerning gifts. The, de- the declarative, declarative gifts, excuse me. There's three different gifts. One is prophecy. Okay, we'll talk about this in a minute. Am I, am I good on time? I'm good on time. Okay, prophecy, a message of encouragement from God to a person. The declarative gifts, there's three different ones. One is prophecy. Here's what the thing about prophecy, I just said it a moment ago, it always is meant to build, to edify, to exhort, to encourage, to comfort. Prophecy is not, and the gift of prophecy is not meant to confuse. When I, I, well, I grew up in a church where, uh, and again, I'm not making fun of this church. I, I'm grateful for the church, but I grew up in a church where people would prophesy all the time over everybody. It was just, it was, we just prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. It's fine, it's fine. One time, true, true story, someone walked up to me and says, he says, uh, he, he says hey, uh, the Lord's been speaking to me about you. And I was like, oh God. You know what I'm saying? Like, what has he been saying? Because, uh, yeah. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's many, many years ago when, he says, man, he said, I, I, I got a word for you. I said, okay, yes, sir. He says, man, I see sales. I see a lot of sales. He said, I see orange sales, but be careful because there's a red sale. And that red sale is blowing and it's coming. Amen. Thanks. <laughs> the purpose of prophecy is not to confuse. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. Let me tell you something. I was confused. <laughs> I was like, orange sails. I don't own a sailboat, a red sail. I don't, what? Ah! You know what I did? I went straight to my pastor. And I said, someone just said this. I didn't say who it was because I wasn't about to gossip. I said, someone just gave me this word. What do you think about this? He said, man, don't, have, don't listen to that. Worth it. That doesn't make any sense at all. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oftentimes, here's what we, and I want to encourage you with this. Oftentimes, God may give you a word for someone. That's great. It should start in your prayer closet. We oftentimes want the gifts to be manifested in public, and we've not taken the time to cultivate them in private. The gifts start in private, cultivate them in private. If you've not prayed over it, don't go speak a word over somebody. Now, if someone has spoken a word over you, here's what I always say, and this is what I did. This is what I believe. This is what I teach. This is what I live. If someone gives you a word, it's, it, just because it's a word does not mean it's the word. Does it line up with scripture, number one? Then number two, I would tell you, if you don't understand, I would go to someone that you know is walks with Jesus, one of your friends, your pastor, whoever, and say, hey, this is what someone said. How do you feel about this? And navigate that. Don't allow it. I've seen people do this. Someone will say, they'll get a word, and they'll say, you know what? God's called you to be in missions. This is, your, this is a word from God. And so then they start automatically going straight to missions, and they don't even like missions. 
Well, hold up a second. Just because someone said something doesn't mean that it's not, you, what you should do is you should cultivate with the relationships you had, have and, and say, okay, God, is this really you speaking? Maybe you're trying to make me aware of missions, but maybe it's just someone just emotionally responding in a way that's causing them to say something that they shouldn't say right now. And so I want to navigate that. Why? Because it's not the word. The word is my standard, not someone else's word. Does that make sense? Okay, and again, if, I, if, you, if you've gotten a word, okay, so prophecy, it's, it's a word of encouragement to God. It's not, a, it's not something that makes you feel condemnation. It's not judgmental. That's not, that's not prophecy. That's something else. That's not what that is. That's prophesying that ain't prophesying. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's not what that is, okay? It's prophecy. Prophecy is a word of encouragement in our lives, okay? Prophecy, then tongues. We talked a little bit about this last week, tongues. This is a, a, the gift of tongues, different than our prayer language. This is the gift of tongues, where this is a message from God in a language unknown to someone th- through the message comes, okay? So God, the Holy Spirit speaks to us in a, in a different language, and we, we declare that. And then the interpretation of tongues is where someone understands that and expresses it and the intent to interpret it, not translate it, okay? They're not translators for the Spirit. They're not the Holy Spirit's translator. They're interpreting, meaning they're giving an explanation and helping people understand what the Holy Spirit said. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's, that's the declarative gifts, and then now the dynamic gifts. Very quickly, okay? Dynamic gifts. Number, uh, number one, faith. It says this, the gift of faith. Now, this is, these, these three are perfect ways to show you that we all have the gifts of the Spirit. It's not for us, it's not from us, it's from the Holy Spirit, and he gives them to us to help others. The gift of faith. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So the gift of faith is not necessarily just what we mean by we believe. The gift of faith is this concept of where we have this extreme uh, confidence or boldness in believing for something that we're walking through or someone else is walking through. So it's not, when we say the gift of faith, we're not necessarily just talking about, okay, well, I believe in Jesus, so I have the gift of faith. No, the gift of faith is this supernatural, if you will, impartation of belief and confidence for a specific situation. Perfect example is Jesus in the storm. We all know the story. The Bible says that the disciples are going through chaos and they feel like they're gonna drown. Jesus gets up with this confidence and this boldness with no questions asked. He just says, be still. And the, the wind calms. And Jesus, it's interesting, he says, why do you have such little faith? Okay, so that shows us that there's this normal faith that we have for believing, but then there's this boldness, this confidence faith that we can have in situations, that supernatural faith that we can have for these situations to calm the storms of whatever lives or things we're going through in our lives. Does that make sense? Make sense? The gift of healing, okay? This is a supernatural endowment of divine health. So we have the gift, uh, we can receive or we can have the gift of healing. Now, let me explain this. This is where we say things like, oh, I don't have the gift of healing, so there's no need for me to go and pray for so-and-so. I don't have the gift of healing, so I don't need to go to the hospital and pray, or I don't have the gift of healing, so that's for so-and-so. So-and-so needs to pray for them because they have the gift of healing. We all have the gift of healing through if the Holy Spirit walks with us. That means when the moment comes, the Holy Spirit gives us this gift of healing because here's what happens. If we say someone else has a gift and we don't, here's what it will do. It will cause us to justify the concept of never praying and using faith to seek out what the Holy Spirit's asking us to do. Does that make sense? And so here's what we do as we walk with the Holy Spirit and we walk next to somebody and we say somebody we, we, we lock arms with and they're, they're sick in their body. The Holy Spirit's walking with us and now the Holy Spirit gives us this gift to pray for them and as we pray for them, this healing happens. 
If you read the scripture in James, he says, if you're sick, many of you know the scripture, if you're sick, then go to the elders and lay hands on them. It doesn't say if you're sick, then go to the people with the gift of healing. But isn't it healing? Yes. Isn't it a gift of healing? Absolutely. It's just they're gathering together and the Holy Spirit's giving them that gift so they can use that to, to see healing in someone's life. Does that make sense? The gift of healing. Okay, very cool. And then lastly, the working of miracles. The working of miracles. Divine intervention uh, that alters our natural circumstances. God still does miracles today because he is a miraculous God. The gift of miracles. Same thing. If we say we don't have the gift of miracles and that means it's for somebody else, that means somebody else gets miracles and I don't. That means someone else sees healings and I don't. That means someone else sees provision and I don't know. The gift of miracles is an opportunity for us as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we cultivate the relationship with the Holy Spirit in our lives and this fruit comes out of us. This love, this joy, this peace, this hope, this, this, this kindness, this gentleness, or this self-control. It comes out of us because we're cultivating this relationship with the Holy Spirit. It allows us to, to put on display the character of God's goodness. And then as we're walking with him and we're cultivating these, this relationship and these, this fruit, the Holy Spirit then begins to give us gifts for those around us to allow us to build someone else up, not just build ourselves up, to encourage someone else, not just encourage ourselves, to edify someone else, not just to edify us. And these gifts may come and go as we go. And we may find one or two that we're, we activate more often, but we have access to all of them, okay? And as we do this, as we walk with him, then we're able to see God move. And the Bible says that, the, that signs and wonders will follow those who believe. What does that mean? That means as we walk with him, these gifts come out of us because he gives them to us. People say, well, how, how do I activate these gifts? How do I really activate the fruit of the spirit? How do I activate these gifts? I'm glad you asked. Here's how you do it. I believe it with all my heart. We activate the fruit of the spirit by walking with the Spirit. We activate the fruit of the Spirit in our lives by walking with the Holy Spirit. We activate the gifts of the Spirit. I wanna show it to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in verse one. We activate the gifts of the Spirit by doing this. If I speak in tongues of men or angels, but do not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a glaring symbol. If I have a gift of prophecy and cannot fathom all, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardships that I may boast, but do not have love, I have gained nothing. How do we activate the fruit of the Spirit? We activate the fruit of the Spirit by walking with the Spirit daily. This is why it's so important that we understand the Holy Spirit is here, God on earth, and desires to walk with us in relationship with us. It's not an it, he's a he, he's one that walks with us. He's a person that we have a personal relationship with. And as we have that personal relationship, the fruit of the Spirit act, are activated and they begin to flow out of us. And then as we were walking with the Spirit, how do we activate the gifts of the Spirit? You walk with others in love. As I love you, that's what Paul's saying. Listen, I want you to know, I may have all the faith that I need. I may have all the, all the prophecies I can do. I, can, I may have the knowledge of the world. But if I don't love, I have nothing. How do I, how do I really activate the, the gifts of the Spirit? I'm walking with others in love. I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. And then through walking with the Holy Spirit, I'm walking with others in love. 
And here's what that looks like. That looks like now, as I had this word for so and for Jenny, whoever Jenny is, if I have a word for Jenny, or God gives me something about Jenny, now that means what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go to Jenny and say, Jenny, this is what God said. No, I'm gonna go to my prayer closet. I'm gonna say, I wanna pray for Jenny. Why? Because I want this to start with love. And as I pray for Jenny, or as I'm seeking God for somebody else, then God may give a word for that. Why? Because I'm starting it in love. I'm praying for them, not because I don't like them or I want them to do something I want them to do. I'm praying for them because I love them. I'm helping them. I'm sharing with them because I love them. And so as we walk with people in love, the gifts are activated in our lives. It all comes back to the very nature of who God is. Love. It's not so that we can look more spiritual. It's not so that we can feel good about ourselves. Oh, I got a word for you today. Oh, let me let the Holy, let the Holy Spirit flow through me. Who do I have a word? And we give the little word and we walk off and we feel so good. And the person behind us is like, what in the world was that? That person's crazy. But oh man, do we feel good because man, the Holy Spirit gave me that gift. Woo! No. No. Has nothing to do with us. And in fact, I would say this. Without the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are pointless. Meaningless. Why? Because you can prophesy all day to somebody about who God is and encourage them all day. You can pray for their healing. But it's completely pointless if you ain't living the way God has called you to live. Why? Because you're not being a witness. And so if you're not being a witness, guess what? They're not going to receive so now it throws the gifts all out the window. It all starts with as we walk with the Holy Spirit, we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. And as we cultivate the fruit of the Spirit and the relationship with the, the Spirit, we begin to walk with others around us. And as we walk with others around us, God begins to use us with his gifts to encourage, to empower, to strengthen them to do the same walking with him. Why? Because he loves us. He loves us so much that he would choose to walk with us. He loves us so much that he would choose to allow his fruit to be cultivated in our lives. He loves us so much that he would choose to use us. Do you think God really needs us? Do you think God, the creator of the universe, who literally spoke the world into existence, do you really think he needs you to speak a word into somebody else? He doesn't need me, but he loves me so much and he loves you so much. He says, hey, I want to give them the opportunity to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give them, give them some gifts that help encourage others around them so that one, others can be encouraged, but two, so they can see my hand on their lives. The Holy Spirit He's so evident and active in our lives today. We must be a people that cultivate that relationship, that choose daily to walk with him so that we can continue to be all he's called us to be. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you so much.